I've had a lot of experience as a guide with wilderness medicine, learning weather patterns, learning how water moves and that kind of thing, which has given me the confidence to go out there and do these things myself. But it's a whole different ball game when you do it as a family and knowing that you are responsible for the safety of your family, which is something that I take very seriously. Ready? I'm ready. Ready, ready, ready. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding Parenthood, a week-by-week podcast series hosted by me, Colin Boyd, and my partner, Sophie Aldino. Each week, we cover our family's rewilding story through the lens of our journey, traveling full-time in a converted 1978 Mercedes 508D command and control vehicle across North America. All right, we're checking in from the Grand Canyon this week. We've got an update for you all from this past week, hanging with our dear friends at Simply Us in a Bus down in Flagstaff, where we did a ton of rock climbing and river exploration on the way up from Sedona. We'll cover all that and then dive into our theme of the week, which we're super excited about and in the middle of, which is how we outfitted our family for river expeditions. Thanks for tuning in to the Rewilding Parenthood podcast. Let us know what you think by hitting us up on Instagram at Afuera Vida. And let's dive into the show. Hey, Soph. Hey, Cole. How you doing? I'm good. I'm so good. Yeah, me too. It's 11 o'clock at night. The Rewilding Parenthood Late Night Show is back. So why you don't tell us where we are and why are we here? So we are sitting in the Kaibab National Forest, which nudges right up to the edge of the Grand Canyon. We saw it today from a fire tower overlooking the Grand Canyon, and you could literally see the forest creep right up to the edge and then just drop right off the precipice. We had to take the forest roads because I foolishly didn't really read the news or the map entirely too well and left Flagstaff yesterday evening thinking I knew where I was going and I headed for the southern rim, just the eastern entrance, which we found out last night was closed. So here we are driving forest roads to get us over to the Grand Canyon for sunrise tomorrow morning, which we're pretty excited about. Well, some of us are. (laughs) Anyways, what's the vibe like, self, and what happened this week? The vibe is better. I think I had a pretty, not a rough day, but I was dragging myself all day. I think I felt pretty tired. Yeah, but it's good. We're good. We had a great week. So much happened. We spent... Uh, like three days climbing with our friends simply us and a bus and that was super fun we were really looking forward to spend some time on the rocks and just learning more about this sport that we were excited to do more and more we also spent some time swimming and cliff jumping and More swimming and fishing and just like hanging out with our friends, um, you know, making pancakes in the morning. And yeah, it was just a great week. Um, We just, we were in Sedona and then we, we drove up to Flagstaff and yeah, just mellow, fun, easy. The van was great this week. Colin finally finished 
uh, one of the cabinets. Um, we had an open cabinet for a while that we needed every time we we were driving, we needed to put some cardboard <laughs> over so things wouldn't fly off the cabinet. Um, anyway, but Colin fixed that so that I think we're all good for now, for a while. No more fixing. Yeah, I think I think that's it, really. I don't know, Cole, if you want to share anything else about this week. It was an epic week. It kind of felt like we were on vacation, just hanging with these guys for so long and both being two separate families, but being able to integrate with each other, but also get our own time, find ourselves at swimming holes until seven, eight, eight o'clock at night, and then hopping in our buses and driving back to wherever we need to go to. And it's, it's just really fun to find another family that rolls the same way we do and can kind of just go with not having a plan at any point in time and be totally cool with it. I actually have a funny story, I think. On Friday night, we parked at somebody else's house. This couple that they actually live full-time on this really awesome bus. And, you know, they were... On Saturday, they were like, you guys can stay as long as you want. You can do some laundry or, you know, take your time. So it was pretty funny. (laughs) Just um, us and simply us on a bus, just like... Okay, we got water, we got laundry, you know, I think um, we we did, both of us, we did a bunch of laundry and then we, I think we took like 13 showers. <laughs> we all clean up, um, I think Colin look, uh, overlooked uh, to the neighbors at some point and they were taking photos of us. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty funny. So don't invite us over because we'll definitely take advantage of everything that you offer in the most hospitable way. So thank you. Thank you to our new friends that invited us over and we wish them the best on their bus journey ahead. Yeah, we actually took showers on um, Simply Asana Bus um, outside shower tent. Anyway, I just wanted to clarify that. Well, why we don't dive right into the theme of the week? How we outfitted our family for river expeditions. We are in the middle of outfitting ourselves for a wild summer ahead of us. But before we dive into that, we wanted to talk about our approach to starting a new sport as a family. River expeditions in kayaks is something that we've really never done before as a family. However, We have a lot of experience that we can lean into, which gives us comfort as we take on this new project. So, for example, last year we got bikes and we biked as a family and that was super fun. And biking like, you know, a couple of, you know, multi-day trips, some really long expeditions, you know, 80, 90 Ks, which for us at the time felt like a lot. At the same time... Sophie and I have had a number of experiences on the water. We, with Alfonso, we had a little whaler back in Maine, and we did quite a bit of island camping that summer, those two summers, which was great. And we really learned a lot about 
staying out overnight with a boat and had a bunch of experiences that we could share on here. And on top of that, you know, there is risk involved when you start taking on these new sports. And I've had a lot of experience as a guide with wilderness medicine, learning weather patterns, learning how water moves and that kind of thing, which has given me the confidence to go out there and do these things myself. But it's a whole different ball game when you do it as a family and knowing that you are responsible for the safety of your family, which is something that I take very seriously. So just because we've had these experiences outdoors doesn't mean that if you haven't, it you can't go and start a new sport yourself. I think what it takes is a lot of courage. I think, you know, there's a number of places to start, which could be courses locally. It could be good friends that already have this experience. It's always a great place to start. It could be finding a club or other resources in town that go after these kinds of things. And of course, doing learning online. But I think that at the end of the day, it just takes the willingness to be a noob when you're older in life, you know, maybe in your 30s or 40s and accepting the fact that you don't know what you're doing and being willing to learn from somebody perhaps half your age and a positive attitude and bringing that energy to your family so everybody can have a good time and go out there and do it together. And so we are in the midst of this right now. We are learning and buying new tools and and getting a ton of gear for this and figuring it out as we go. But we're really excited about what's to come this summer. Yes, that's right, Cole. We're pretty excited. I think um, when we left California, we, we left our surfboards behind. And part of the deal was like, okay, we're going to get boats and we're going to get on the water. I think it was me that I was pushing to do this new thing. And it's kind of funny because it's actually me that has the least experience of both of us. So I think when we were looking into what boat should we get or, you know, should we get an inflatable kayak, a pack rafts or um, canoes? You know, we were leaning into a canoe, but we actually couldn't get a canoe because it was too long to put on the roof of the van because it would have to sit on top of the solar panel. So canoe was out of the out of the list. Thank God because I would have thrown my back out hauling it onto the roof. We were thinking about all these different ideas about how to hollow up the canoe. Hollow? <laughs> anyway, let's keep going. So um Actually, I was quite excited about the canoe because that meant that we were both going to be in the same boat. I think um, part of me, I was a bit nervous about getting two boats because that meant that I had to do a lot of work myself. Even though we're planning to float, um, we're not planning to get the boats to be on a lake. It's mainly to be on river trips. Um, It's still kind of exciting when you're a newbie and you're you know you're going to be in the boat with a bunch of gear and a kid and you will have to paddle or by yourself well guess what we got two boats so (laughs) I have no other option that 
just learning learning more about paddling we'll see how it goes thanks god we just got a nice life jacket and i got a tow rope so just in case sophie needs it we we got we got the tools we need to get us all down the river yeah i think the kids will be riding with colin and lola will be riding with me lola has a life jacket too i think she has the best life jacket um, of all of us anyway we had a bunch of gear before deciding of getting the boats we had bikes as colin was saying before we had the stroller we have different you know the, all this gear that we we used to have fun and we decided to sell the bikes and use that money to buy the boats because actually you know getting into this port this port is not cheap it's not and we did our best to find something in our price range so these are classy 10-year-old two-person inflatable kayaks they're probably about 40 pounds a piece and could fit in their own cargo bag these are not sexy $1,800 pack rafts that are coming out that everybody seems to have. We are going old school. So we are dropping 400 bucks on two of these. Really excited for that. And just to also test the waters to see if this is something that, excuse my pun there, but just to see if this is something that we really are into and also to get a sense of what kind of boats we want and what size and kind of durability and that kind of thing. So we have the boats. I think the boats come with paddles, so that's pretty good. We got the life jackets. And what kind of extra gear do we have to do this trip? I was at Goodwill yesterday and found a bilge pump, which is awesome (laughs) because I know we'll be getting wet in there. We have a couple of large dry bags that we've carried with us that have seen fairly little use so far, but now they will be seeing a lot of use. We might need a few more of those. We are also looking at getting our camp kitchen dialed in. So we've got our own stove, but we're looking for something that's a little bit more robust. And then also some better collapsible pots and pans and a better set of camping backpacking style uh, kitchenware so it's not super heavy and doesn't take a ton of space yeah so i don't know if we mentioned this but i think we mentioned that we're diving into a new sport that is kayaking but what we actually looking to do is overnight expeditions that's why um colin was sharing all about camping gear if you were confused about that that's right and so then of course the rest of the kit we have it's we'll have a three-person tent where we'll fit four humans and a dog on three sleeping pads we just got camilo his own little sleeping bag with two little legs at the bottom it's pretty sweet it's, it's actually made in made then one of the other biggest considerations is water. So we do have our own water filter. We've got water treatment tabs. But being able to carry water out here is really important. So we may need to pick up some dromedary bags. Perhaps we'll see. It depends which river, rivers we're going on and what kind of water access they have. 
Yeah, so Cole, what kind of options we be looking into? Well, we got really excited when our friends Deliberate Life Bus posted about their trip on the Escalante River last year. We were heading up that way anyway, and when they said they were on the river for two weeks, we were like, let's do it. We can totally do that. And then I started researching and kind of getting more and more scared thinking about could we actually do this with uh, our two-year-old at this moment or is this just a really bad idea? And so we mulled it over. I did more and more research and we've came come to the decision that we do not need to do a hardcore float trip down the Escalante River at this point in our lives. I think we could come back to it. There's a very narrow window that I think we're already late for at this point in time. It's usually at the start of May. And it's just extreme. I mean, there's very few outs on that river. When you do finish, it's a minimum like 14-mile hike out. And with our 40-pound boats, (laughs) two of them, I really wasn't looking forward to that. And in terms of getting our feet wet that really wasn't the right place to start at this point in our lives. So we've moved on to another river that is uh, a completely different kettle of fish. It's the Green River, which is a feeder for the Colorado and the Grand Canyon. So we've had some friends that have paddled this. It's super flat water, wide open, great camping, and I think it's really going to be a great first trip for us to do a multi-day trip on the water. From there, we'll be heading north through Utah, Wyoming, Montana, and Idaho. And I think there'll be a ton of more options for us up there. But to be honest, we really haven't gotten that far yet. And we're just taking it one trip at a time. So we are a few days away from picking up our boats and we're really excited we um i can't wait to share this experience with the kids and myself to learn more about um paddling and um overnight expeditions in the river and we can sh- i can't wait to share with you all um how that went for us and what we did well and what we did not so if you're excited about trying a new fun sport um, that you are really unsure about how it's going to go down with your to do it all together as a family um, I say just go for it because when you're learning a whole new thing as a family it's just so different from just doing it as an individual I don't know if you agree on that call I find it awesome to just be a noob these days and just resign to the fact that I don't know what I'm doing instead of having a chip on my shoulder looking at everybody like, "Mm, well, I would do it differently or what are they doing it wrong. So it's really refreshing to acknowledge that you've got a lot to learn, kind of like this week when we were climbing, you know, and getting some pointers from Philan and Aaron and and to go into it with a beginner's mindset. Now that we're all doing that, it just gives us an opportunity to soak it all in and appreciate it in a way that maybe 
for example, when I was 18 years old and doing a sea kayak instructor training, you know, I didn't really appreciate as much as I could now. Yeah, and I think what is cool about it is that it takes the pressure off you of like, oh, I should be like, I should be doing something more extreme. It's like, oh, no, I should be doing it at a five-year-old level. So, <laughs> yeah, and just like, I don't know, put your sunshades on and just relax, just stop and camp and make food. All right, so we'll check back in with you all once we've floated one of these gigantic western rivers and report out on like Sophie said what we did right and what we did wrong thanks for listening to another episode of rewilding parenthood you can head on over to our website afueravida.com to check out some photos and notes about the show you can hit us up on Instagram at Afuera to let us know what you think about this new format. And if you have any topics you'd like us to speak about, just let us know over there. This podcast was produced by us, Afuera Vida. We've got music from Tomas Tudrell and Mercedes Riva. Subscribe wherever you podcast, share with a friend, and please leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts so other people can learn about the show. Thanks so much. Hope to have you back next week. Adios.